Hello, this is Angelique, and you're listening to We're Booked Up Season 2, a segment of the Gaston Speaks podcast where I, Kendall, and Andrew discuss books. For this episode, we've read a little book called Death of the Black Widow by James Patterson and J.D. Barker. There will be spoilers. If you listened to the last season of We're Booked Up, you may know that our first episode of that season was also a James Patterson and J.D. Barker book called The Noise. You'll also know that we didn't like it, and we decided to give them a second (laughs) chance with Death of the Black Widow. You're going to get to find out if we regret that. We also have a special guest we might hear from, but her mom said she should sleep through the nonsense, so maybe not. Though I am looking forward to hearing her rating for the book. But first, did we have a good summer break? You go first. Well, you had a child. So. I did. It, actually, it was a great summer. Oh, good. It was it was um, eventful at first. Um, but then, like, I don't know, we actually like, got to get out and do things again. And so it was really kind of fun and wonderful. And the boys had a great summer. Wyatt didn't want to go back to school. Oh. <laughs> we had too good of a summer, apparently. Next year, I should, like... Turn it down. Yeah. Make him do chores constantly. Oh, my gosh, yes. At least the week before school, so he's really pumped to go back. There you go. I like it. I like it. Yeah. How about you, Andrew? Well, we had we had a good summer reading here at the library. Um, I just got back from, from Massachusetts, got to see my sister and brother-in-law and nephew. That was a lot of fun. Um I'm glad we got renewed for season two. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> as if as if anyone who could cancel us, but we got renewed. So it's oh, we might get canceled. Hey, we might, we might. Yeah, it might happen. James Patterson might come after us after today. <laughs> um, some this letter. Yeah, yeah. Like, Stop being mean to me. Stop. Never mind. We're oh not my going God. there. We'll get there. We'll that get would be there. the best thing ever. James Patterson, if you're listening, send us a cease and desist. <laughs> because that means you and all your $390 million or however much it is you have are coming after us <laughs> in Gaston County. Also, if you send that to us, we will do just a podcast where we read the cease and desist <laughs> Yes. That'd be nice. Legally, we can. That yeah. is not... <laughs> I did not know that. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I don't I actually know if we legally can. I just said that just to... Anyway, no, we had a good, we had a good summer. Uh, what about you, Angelique? Same old, same old. <laughs> Honestly, although I was listening to like the first episode of uh, last season when we did the noise, and I realized you read this book on vacation just like you read the last book on vacation. Yes, I did. Yeah, so, I realized that. Too. Sorry. So next year, if we get renewed for season three, we need we need to. I need to not take a vacation before we plan it. How about that? No, after after we're vacation. done, after we're maybe done, they we'll won't do. write another one. I don't know. This oh, one got we, good we could only right? be so lucky. Did we, didn't you look at the reviews and they were like mostly positive? There, there were a lot of positive ones for the for the yeah. noise too. So that's yeah. like, but it's James Patterson. He's gonna write whatever he wants anyway. Man. Like anybody's gonna stop him. No, no. Whatever he writes, people are gonna buy and read and read. God help him. <laughs> Quick question: When do we have to turn in our summer reading cards? Oh, by Saturday, this Saturday. Okay. I might actually make it because I actually read three books this hey. summer. What? Well, that's weird because you're supposed to read four. <laughs> yeah, I know. I still have a week, though. And I have um, a children's book. I've read a lot of children's books. Add one of those <laughs> in. You're in. You're uh, in. No, I downloaded because I took Angelique's advice and I've been listening to books. And I downloaded yeah. the Tiffany Haddish book that was nominated for a Grammy. Yeah, the, uh, the Last, Last Black, Black Unicorn. Unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. Good She's time. funny. That's a good one. She is funny. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Are we ready? My apologies. Let's do this, y'all. Let's do this. Okay. So I'll read the synopsis, and then we'll move on to the rating. All right. Death of a Black Widow by James Patterson and J.D. Barker. 
Did we all have the same book this time? Remember his house is really insane. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding, kidding. That's a flashback to season one. We have to have continuity between season one and season two. Side note, that was a solid burn because I was mean to you a minute ago, so I appreciate it. Yeah, be pre-recording. Let's talk about the dirt that was slung (laughs) in this room, this new podcasting studio, by the way. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's fun. Oh, I just pointed to the sound dampening. It looks like canvas. It's kind of like when I do air quotes and no one can read it. I mean, no one can see it because I'm. They're they're acoustic tiles. Acoustic Acoustic tiles. tiles. I think that's what they call them. Well, they're pretty. Okay, I apologize. (laughs) All right, Anjali, go for it. All right. She destroys the men she loves and escapes every time. The most dangerous killer James Patterson has ever created is also his most seductive. On his first night with Detroit PD, Officer 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 Walter O'Brien is called to a murder scene. A terrified 20-year-old has bludgeoned her kidnapper with skill that shocks even Walter's veteran partner. The young woman is also a brilliant escape artist. Her bold flight from police custody makes the case impossible to solve, and for Walter, even more impossible to forget. By the time Walter is promoted to detective, his fascination with the missing gray-eyed woman is approaching obsession. And when Walter discovers that he's not alone in his search, one truth is certain. This deadly string of secrets didn't begin in his home city, but he's going to make sure it ends there. So... Again, not a bad blurb. No. The no. blurb's very good. I don't think it Whoever writes his fits. blurbs. No. The noise no. one didn't fit either because it seemed it focused on Tenet and Sophie. I know. And they were barely in the book. Oh, yeah. By the end of it, it was like, yeah. Tenet and Sophie, who? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess she, Sophie became a little like demon exorcist child. She ascended. She yeah. ascended. Yeah. Ugh. yeah. No, she like, I don't PTSD know. PTSD flashbacks to the noise. <laughs> yeah. So I take umbrage with the fact that they say that she goes after the men she loves or she mm-hmm. kills. Like, there is no indication that she has any affections towards any of these people. I mean, a little bit towards Walter. But even then, she doesn't kill him. Not right away, anyway. Like She doesn't kill him. She never kills him. No. no. So I take that. And then hometown, it's Detroit. It makes it sound like she's, like, yeah. coming into this small suburban, like, quiet and yeah. I didn't know that was his hometown necessarily. I guess they mentioned it, but it was more like, you know, I mean, they talked a little bit about his past because it ended up being kind of important in the plot. Mm-hmm. Actually, very important in the plot. Mm-hmm. But really, there wasn't. I guess it, I guess it was his hometown, but it didn't make a big deal about. Yeah. It didn't make a big deal about it. It was more like, oh, I, I was a foster kid, but it didn't say like in Detroit. So I'm going to need the book blurb author to write this book. Yeah. Maybe better. <laughs> they didn't want to read it either. <laughs> Apparently they didn't. They read, they read like the first 20 pages. They're like, I got it. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. That's all we need to know. All right. So ratings. Mm. Andrew, you first. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do like two stars. Two stars. I'm and I'll tell you why. Wow. I, uh, 1.5 to 2. And I'll, and I'll tell you, the first, like, you know what? That's, well, I'll say 1.5 to 2, somewhere in there. And I'll explain why later. I'm still undecided. You go ahead, Anjali. <laughs> Probably, like, 2. Yeah. 2.5. Maybe. So. I don't know. Yeah. I ha- I'm going to go with 2 to 2.5. There. I mean, we can talk. We should talk about should our talk. why our rating. Okay, Andrew, why did you choose your rating? Oh, so for the first like three. By the way, this book was five hundred and seventeen pages long. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! But we had three months to read it, or twenty four hours. Whatever, you know, whatever it works. Um, <laughs> I was on vacation. Okay, I didn't read. Um, so no, but um, the first three hundred pages are actually kind of like a solid, um, 
stereotypical cop mm-hmm. criminal thriller. Mm-hmm. They're engaging. There's nothing mind blowing. There's nothing, you know, it's it's definitely a stereotype, but it's engaging. It's entertaining. I flew through those first 300 pages. Mm-hmm. So the first 300 pages, I'm like, okay, this could be a solid like criminal mystery. And and I get why people like those, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just, and then it, so like the first 300 pages were probably like a three and then, and then it jumped the shark <laughs> and then jumped another shark. I mean, it jumped Bruce from Jaws. Y'all, it just kept going and going and going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just it, so it was one of those where it I I lasted longer liking it than I did the noise because mm-hmm. to me after about eighty pages of the noise I was like I, I do yeah. not care <laughs> this one I mean more than half of it it was even even into the first part of the FBI and they they go to that field and even some of that stuff was I was like I don't know what's going on but it was interesting oh to, are you talking the garden yeah the garden book? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So even should... even into like almost four hundred pages but then it then it then it. Pfft. To me, so so it's a little bit higher than the noise because at least part of it was actually readable and decent. Yeah. What about you guys? What did I say? Two. 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 Two point five. Yeah. Okay, so I actually think the plot was better. Like it wasn't as confusing. It didn't double back on itself as much. It 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 stayed straight and narrow. It made it made sense, um, mostly. And then the characters, I didn't outright hate. Any character. That's true. Um, That's true. Because there were some of the noise where it was just like, like Dr. Chan. Oh they were just God, so Dr. annoying. Chan. And so, this one, no, none of them were like, I, I, I was intrigued to see what happened to them. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the, and it's also, so the characters weren't that bad. The plot wasn't that bad. Honestly, I was good with reading it all the way through. I definitely sensed the shift mm-hmm. in the, when we went from the cop thriller to the more horror aspects. And I actually think. Upon reflection, I kind of liked the horror. I mean, I knew it was coming because of J.D. Barker, and so I kind of liked – I feel like that shift really happened in the insane asylum, right? It wasn't yeah. insane asylum. I shouldn't say that. What was it? It was an insane asylum. I know, but it's not what we're supposed to say anymore. I apologize. Um <laughs> A mental I forget hospital. what they called it. A I mental know, hospital. I know, but it was also run by nuns, which I didn't yeah. know that was still Well, a in the thing. Midwest, a lot of um, – well, and even up north, a lot of hospitals and stuff are still Catholic affiliated. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So, well, then that makes sense. I just didn't know that. Anyway, so, I mean, I actually liked, I thought that was some of the most fun because, anyway, we can get into that in a minute. But what I didn't like about it was in the very beginning as they were going through, felt like they were really relying on stereotypes oh, yeah. to like get them through and it was a little bit sexist and a little bit racist and I just was like I'm gonna knock that down it would have probably been a three to three and a half star book if it weren't so uh, sexist and racist yeah yeah, yeah. Angelique yeah well, well, like I said, it was a stereotype. It was definitely yeah, yeah, a stereotype. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think I think the first half was written by James Patterson. And I think the second half was written by Barker, and then the ending almost felt like Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, hey, Phoebes. She I didn't okay? know if she get a, got a squeak in there. <laughs> she did. I heard something. Aww. Her eyes are open. Okay. Okay. So I gave my rating because it was a little. I mean, I didn't like the noise. I didn't really like this book, but it was this book was more cohesive, mm-hmm. more put together than the noise. The it ending was, was more conclusive too. You know, the yeah. noise. We yeah. had no idea in the end what happened. Yeah. <laughs> this one was very cut and dry. Yeah. You know, even the last like cliffhanger, it wasn't really a cliffhanger because he explained what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like the phone ringing or whatever. Yeah. That okay, last line. Who was on the other end of the phone? Though? The guy who was like the techie guy for the SWAT team. 
Yeah. They basically told him they got on the phone. They were like, you're about to get a call from like all the like news organizations in the world about what just happened. And literally the cell phone started to ring or something. See, I got to the end of the noise and I still to this day don't understand. They killed a guy. What? They basically just killed a guy. killed the senator guy. (laughs) I know, but then I'm sorry. It was was, was very unclear. It was really bad. It it really at the end. This one was definitely cleaner. There was a definite, you know what happens, you know how it ends. There's probably not a sequel because it was pretty clear cut. Um, And it also sounds like they wrote this one earlier because it says first time in print, which makes me wonder if this one was one they wrote. They do that with a lot of his books because he has so many. So stuff that that they put on the back burner and then they decide to publish it later. Mm. Well, this one felt like they got the feedback from the first book and fixed it. So (laughs) (laughs) maybe they heard our podcast. So instead of a cease and desist letter, you should send us cash. Like they wrote the noise. (laughs) They wrote the noise through email and they wrote this one through Google Docs. (laughs) (laughs) Upgrade. Dude, maybe the next time we'll get on, like, they'll write it on Zoom together. <laughs> you think they'd actually met? What do you mean next time? each other face to face? I don't know. That's a great question. I probably have. I would assume so. I assume so. At least, at least via Zoom. I don't yeah. know if they've been, I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a good question. All right. Let's start with the discussion questions. Yes. What did you like most about the book? What did you like least? See, I actually hated the horror aspect. Mm-hmm. I just did. It's not my genre. And I don't know. And that weird scene with like the nuns and the, I, I don't yeah. know. It was just, that's when to me, <laughs> that's the shark. That's when it jumped Bruce. I was just, I'm like, done. I, that, I, I, I literally was like, okay, okay, whatever. It got better after that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think the ending was very cohesive and it had a satisfying ending considering everything that had happened. Um, but yeah, the horror aspect to me was kind of. You're right. The first, the first part of the book had those those tropes, and unfortunately, male dominated mm-hmm. those type of mystery tropes. You're gonna have some of that, but at least I knew what it was. Like, I couldn't visualize the horror elements that well because I'm just not. That's not my genre, and so it was hard for me. I'm just like, okay, so there's just like these weird. Like nuns just standing in a circle. Like it, it just it, yeah. to me, I couldn't visualize it, and so I just that's when I really, really struggled with it. I didn't particularly love the first part half of it. You're right; there were there were some serious descriptive issues, and mm-hmm. well, the whole thing. Say, I mean, the whole idea of like this killer woman assassin. Yeah. I mean, none of it is told in like a female empowerment way. No, <laughs> this is not killing Eve. No, exactly. A very good example of of it how you can do that with female writers, though, like Phoebe Waller Bridge. Whereas I love her. This one is definitely still male. It's the elite. Okay, she was less offensive than the description of Doctor Chan. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no. What I they never described her as short. I so, told that to <laughs> No, they did not. Well, although she could have been. Apparently, she could, she could have looked like any. That's true. Oh, did you that's notice true. that they never seemed to have talked to like any straight women about her? She was always a beautiful woman, and like it was a gay to, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think she was offensive. I think it was their descri- – like Walter O'Brien as a young man describing like pe- – well, even as an old man, uh, describing women that he comes in contact with. Like one character he mentioned that she wasn't wearing a bra and he really – she really should have because she was past her prime. And I was like, excuse you, sir. It's uh... the middle of the night and you're knocking on her door. <laughs> <laughs> you got no bits. She's wearing a robe. You can like chill out. Okay. True. <laughs> anyway, it's true. so it's it's like little things like yeah. that that I was like, oh, that's just gross. Well, I think it goes back to, and we said it with the last one, these two men don't know how to write female characters. Oddly enough, though, I'll tell you, 
one of my favorite characters was a woman. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Okay. Which one? She has a bit role. Hang on. Let me look up her name. I wrote it down because it made me laugh. I love how she has a bit role. Yeah. Norma Grendel. So the lady from 1948 who hired Golston, was that yeah, his Golston. name? Yeah, Golston. To go search. They went, uh, Walter O'Brien went and found her. In the nursing and like, home? Uh-huh, and yeah. interviewed her. And she said something funny. She said she found out that Golston was dead and her response was, well, hell, now I'll never get my money. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was good. And I was, was like, good. oh, funny old lady. I like it. I like it a lot. So the only solidly written character is gets like two paragraphs. Yeah, and then the, then the other character. <laughs> for, for female characters. Seriously, sorry. the other character I liked was the Sister Mary Susan. So the lady oh, she who was, was cool. helping, yeah. who was like, actually, we could just look in this file. And why don't we do this? Like she was helping them not be so dumb anyway continue as to why you did or did not like the book no that was it i mean again comparatively speaking i think i gave the um noise like a minus 600 because i just (laughs) i i absolutely could not it it was such a struggle to get through it this one i got through i got through there were parts i didn't like again it was either horror which i'm not a fan of and i don't i can't visualize in my mind or it was a stereotype but at least I, th- I also felt like just there were times in the noise where, like, you read a chapter and you're like, this never got connected back to anything. Mm-hmm. Everything kind of fit into place. Right. There was even one where I was like, they never addressed this. But then it it wasn't a lot of it. I can't remember what it was, but I remember later being like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It wasn't big, but at least it, the, that whatever that little loose end got tied up. So I, I definitely liked it better. And maybe it's something where as they write more, they'll start to co- be cohesive. I, what we talked about is definitely not a round robin. Mm-mm. Last time was definitely. It was yeah. like they had no – I don't think they had any idea where they were going with this. This one felt like they knew where the beginning was. They knew where the ending was. Mm-hmm. The journey was just a, a little rough still. Yeah. 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 What about you, Angelique? Yeah. Um, I didn't really like a whole lot about the book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't either. I didn't say yeah. it. <laughs> no. So I can't really think of anything I like the most about it. Uh, the thing I like the least about it, it seemed so very um, procedural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, like a CBS primetime show. Like some of the characters were like plucked from... Like shows like that, like that nineteen-year-old tech with the SWAT team who like grad. They had to point out that he graduated college and he was like fourteen or something. Mm-hmm. He's a super yeah, genius. That's every tech in like yeah. fourteen NCIS yeah. shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like completely pointless. He could have just had him be a tech and given him a name and a personality. Right, they didn't right. have to give him a backstory. <laughs> <laughs> they should have spent more time on that old lady in the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the, but you're right, though. Every single one of those shows, all the tech guys, like Mark Harmon's never going to be the tech guy, you yeah. know, with the silver hair. Mm-hmm. It's always some, like, geeky young guy who uses words and can miraculously hack into every government yeah. thing without yeah. any. No, you cannot. People can't do that. It's not a thing. <laughs> so I don't understand. But every single one of those shows is like, oh, give me five seconds. Okay, yes, I have access to like the Air Force's satellites. No, you don't. Like you don't have that. <laughs> oh, did it I love that he replaced three other people. Like he was doing his job so well and then he also did like two other or three other people's jobs so well that she really just needed him. <laughs> Oh, so really, okay. she was an economy killer. Yeah, okay? <laughs> that that yeah. police chief or whatever she was. She, she's she, a SWAT commander. commander. She's a SWAT commander who who I mean, as if Detroit has not suffered enough, ma'am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you bring in this geeky weirdo and eliminate four people's jobs. How dare you? How dare you? 
<laughs> I have a job fair today, so it's on my mind. Anyway, <laughs> ignore me. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. Did you go? No. <laughs> it's your not, turn. Not technically. I want you to notice that nothing's changed. We still have, I'm sure people are like, what are these people like in real life? This. This is what we're like in real life. <laughs> Jump all over the place. Very little structure. Maybe we'll find our flow by season three. The funny thing is that when I, I listen to it, I guess because I'm so used to it, I'm like, God, we are so funny. And I'm like, I wonder if everyone else. Thinks. Maddie does. Maddie thinks we're funny. Well, that's so. awesome. Hi, Maddie. Thank yes, you. Yes, thank you, Mads. Um, okay, so thing I liked, uh, I I didn't have the most. I liked little things. So I actually enjoyed in the beginning how they revealed that the old men that were going to, um, that were like, it wasn't a stakeout. I thought it was a stakeout at first. And then it was like, oh no, they are the, oh gosh, my words are failing me. It wasn't a stakeout. They were the perpetrators. They were the ones going in and they were like holding this club at a, uh, as hostages or whatever. I was like, that was clever. Also, I kind of didn't like the flash forward scene, like the the now scenes. I'm like, you could have just put it at the end. I felt like because that part worked. The now part, like if you had pieced all that together as the last like sixty pages, yeah. Because what they wrote in those chapters worked, but but you're right. It it wasn't necessary. Cut too far because you didn't know enough. I didn't care when they were going to the now. I just wanted to read the then because the then was better written than the now. There was more context, and it wasn't like it, it felt – go ahead. I felt like they could have started with the now, did the entire story in the past, and then went back to the now. That might there have been better. Because once you got the context, the now yeah. made a lot of – you know, like yeah. – and so, yeah, you're right. Some of those flashbacks, you weren't given enough. It was a solid climax yeah. having it in the now. I have no problem with that. I think you're right. I think it was like interspersing the now cuts. I was like, why – it doesn't push anything forward. That's true. Um, so I didn't really love that, um, but I did. Well, hang on, I gotta consult my notes. Y'all are so thoughtful. I just I can't I just speak though. Do you stuff. hear me? I just can't speak. So um, it did keep me guessing. I like that. Like mm-hmm. I have predictions. Some of them were true. Some of them weren't. Side note: It really bugged me that it took them three hundred and ninety-nine pages for him to say, "Well, maybe she can change to her appearance <laughs> to what somebody wants." Even though there see. are like six hundred clues that that was probably the case leading up to that. Even his internal monologue, like sixty pages prior, right. was like, "Oh, she is gonna look like whatever you want her to look like." Mm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just like my predictions aren't really that important now. <laughs> so and then I actually did like like I was talking about the um, scene in the mental facility because it was like the pacing was good and you were actually on a search on a journey. You were trying to find her in there, whereas all of the prior interactions with her was like, get her to admit who she really is. She's not some 19-year-old girl who's like crying and snot all over her face and come save me before she like kills everybody. Right. It was actually like she's saying who exactly she, who she is and they're pursuing her and it was fun and it was creepy and it was like, you don't know where she is. You don't know if the orderlies are going to come get you. So that did feel like a movie scene. Leading up, to, it was when the, uh-huh. the six nuns in the room, it fell apart. But you're right. Those Super like agree. Like 40 pages between where they arrived and uh-huh. that scene, I did, I mean, you fly through them. So they're what, very cinematic, yeah. Yeah, part of what confused me about the weird nuns was 
like, are they trying to say, yes, indeed, she is, multi- like, shedding husks of people? Or are these nuns? But I didn't know she could project, like, and change other people, like, the way other people could look, too. That was very confusing. And maybe that was something that, maybe that's why, another reason I didn't like it was, it never really was explained how that happened. Mm-hmm. It was always just she and her appearance could change. Yeah. So how did yeah? How did so the that nuns was, work? It other than really it was spooky, sense. you know, it was yeah. just the spooky scene. Um, but the the last thing I didn't like is there is no real need for the rigmarole of going through of getting the commander to come and like holding the club hostage and stuff like that. Like I don't like idiot plots. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> like I get that they. She lured them to the club, so she chose the location. But they could have just taken the salt truck, done a few laps, called in them, or pulled the fire alarm, called in the bomb threat, evacuated the building when she can't cross. He could hug her and boom, blow everything yeah. up. Um, I did like that the vest was the bomb and not the bomb already being inside. Yeah. That was clever. That was it. But yeah. that uh, yeah. You okay. should have wrote the book. Well, I should have edited it. <laughs> like, just, just minor stuff. Just yeah. minor stuff, and this book would have been so much better. But so many people died because of that plan. I know. <laughs> the, the, they straight up were shooting innocent people. Yeah. How is that okay? And yeah, because you're supposed to be rooting for them. I know. And you are in many ways. And then later you know. in the book, it was like Walter doesn't want too many civilians to die. Well, well, you yeah. should have planned better. You shouldn't have shot them. <laughs> Because he was the one given the go-ahead. Yeah, shoot her. And yeah, and they had like the crazy Ran Red who, you know, mm-hmm. clearly had, I mean, no offense, but he had issues. It's like, he's not going to be discerning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he's, he's Especially just, if they all see different women, then there should have been one person who said, that's her. Yeah. Doesn't matter. He could have been waiting out of the door. Everyone, or like he, Walter, Walter could have been waiting for her on the inside of the salt ring so she can't cross over. There's no need to kill all the SWAT people. There's no need for the SWAT to be there. Yeah. Like he's going to die in infamy anyway. Also, he should have been fired. Like, oh, yes. That bothered me. They're like, they just kept giving him a second chance because he was a foster youth or something. I'm like, he literally defied direct orders, stalked this woman. I mean, Turns out she's, you know, evil, evil. incarnate. Evil. But yeah. but at the point, if you didn't know that, like, and but then they kept catching him. He should have been fired. Yeah, I didn't get the whole suspended they limit, license they, thing. They fired those four fire people him. for that one geeky guy, but they keep Walter on. <laughs> another, another problem I have. Well, so it's, so it's, yes, because the whole time they're like, Walter, he's going up the ranks so fast. He made detective in six years or whatever. And then he went from detective to FBI. Like, he is getting promoted. (laughs) That's right. He never really... That wasn't a weird plot device because he never was a member of the FBI. Or was he? I mean, did he ever... He was in training or whatever. Because then they talk about, like, like this elite team. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Okay, yeah, they do go back and say, like, oh, we work for the DOD. Yeah, I don't know. That's not the point. The point is he keeps getting promoted, but when they actually talk, when the characters talk about his service record, they're like, man, you drink. Man, you are like calling all those bolos. Like you put out like 60 of them. Like I'm putting my neck on the line for you, kid, here. And I'm like, well, then why did you promote him? Yeah, I would have just <laughs> fired him. Like if you put out one more bolo, you're fired. <laughs> and then this story would have been over. It would have been a 75-page So the only, the only reason Brayman died was so he couldn't rat Walter out. <laughs> Pretty much. And I kind of liked him. I, I liked Brayman too. I liked Brayman. I meant, I, you know how I pictured it was Giancarlo Esposito. <gasps> 
That's perfect. And my whole time. And then when he died, I'm like, man, they killed Gene Carlos. <laughs> How could they? I know. He's one of the best. Because, I liked Raymond too. Yeah, he was he was one of the yeah, yeah. It, they killed him too soon. I, I don't know. I, I felt like there was there could have explored more with that character. They could have just not had Nadler, what was his name? Nadler, the Nadler. first guy I that died, so. and they could have just kept Raymond all the way through. Did and then, he die? Did Nadler die? Did Nadler die? No, I think he just did he die? No, he well it, okay, so in the reports <laughs> it kept talking about how two of his partners died. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember Nadler dying on page though. I don't either. Anyway, maybe they just he forgot was old. That he maybe had a he just partner. like had a Retired. heart attack or something. Be- I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Remember? No, remember he was significantly older. He was like twenty years yeah. older. And so by the time Walter got to the end, he was so he might just like he died. died. Whatever. They could have just kept Brayman from the beginning. I agree. Yeah, because then they went back to Nadler, which mm-hmm. he was gone. Like it, it didn't. Because again, apparently this guy had problems from when he was working with Nadler. Yeah. So they went back to Nadler to like figure out what his problems were. And I'm like, again, you're like, well, if you have to keep going back to previous supervisors to talk That's about how horrible problem. he was. You're right. Yeah. Whereas if they kept Raymond the whole time, which we all liked, I think we agree, like we yeah, just agreed was, we all liked he was a Raymond. Character, yeah. You're gonna have the development of a relationship where yes, maybe Raymond's gonna stick his neck out and trust Walter a little bit more than some like he was only on the job like a week with him. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Pointless. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> it feels like they tried to cast the cast of old dogs in this book and like wrote it for them. <laughs> Wild dogs, old dog. What is what? it? I'm not the one. Was it like... red? <laughs> that movie Red with like Bruce Willis was all old spies. <gasps> so I and liked you know. that, yeah. but yes. And Morgan Freeman could have played that character, uh-huh. and he was in Along Came a Spider. So yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. I wonder if they just straight up stole him <laughs> from his own book. He's a, he's a James Patterson character. Oh, dear God. They did that. That's what they did. He's Alex just, Cross's it's cousin. Just, it's, just, it's just like an alternate reality where Alex Cross gets it. <laughs> oh. I have so many questions now. <laughs> Andrew, I can see your like, gears grinding. I know. Yeah. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Hmm. Well, I mean, let's face it. When you write 7,000 books, <laughs> some of those tropes gonna are going to repeat itself. I mean, repeat you know. Repeat <laughs> okay. And Alex Cross is like the one character that was actually well done and people actually still like. Yeah. The funny thing about James Patterson is people check out all these books and then they bring them back and they're like, eh. <laughs> Except for the Alex Cross books, which are the only ones he actually still writes by himself. And I'm like, so there was at one point a time where, you know mm. what I mean, where his pure what he did, people really liked. But it's gotten to the point with all these authors and all this mm-hmm. kind of stuff where they're just like, yeah, but I'm going to keep reading it because it's James Patterson. Yeah. I'm, like, well, I'm not going to do that. I read the first few Alex Cross in the series and they were great. Yeah. I loved him. I loved his Nana. Oh, you don't know what that means. Uh, J- <laughs> I assume his grandmother. Yeah, Alex Cross, <laughs> a, big, a prominent character in his life is his Nana. And yeah. I loved that. And she was amazing. Like, the, the, See, it's possible to write good characters. Although I will say it seems to be older women. Yeah, he can write old ladies, but he apparently can't write. But if they're under the age of thirty-five, they're either they're 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 not good. I guess if it's going to be like the object of the affection, then they just can't do it. All right, were there any quotes or passages that stood out to you? Why? Why not? Not really. I mean, you talked about the one with the... That was funny. <laughs> what was her name? Norma Grendel? Norma Grendel. That yeah. sounds like she should be living in the Harry Potter world. But yeah, Norma Grendel. Yeah. I didn't know. It wasn't 
because it was so procedural, mm-hmm. because it was so stereotypical, there wasn't anything that was just particularly. That's that's why it sort of stood out to me sometimes. Like there's this uh, on page. 435 in the book that we have there's a, a scene where it's when they're in that hospital mm-hmm. and they're looking for her and she comes over the uh like the um pa yeah. or whatever and somebody i think walter says it's all a game to her i'm like yeah of course it is <laughs> you don't have to point it out okay so i actually like climb on spider monkey <laughs> anyway sorry go ahead, go ahead. Well, i actually needed this particular climb on spider monkey uh moment because i kept going back to the question of why does she keep walter alive and it's because she just chose him to be the game. Like, that's the only reason he's alive is because she was like, yeah, I'll choose you. Because they made some comment about she gets bored because she's been around forever. Well, duh. So she, so I'm sure he's not the first Walter. She's playing with her food. Yeah. It's not so much that they had to point out. It's the game that's like how he said it. That could be true. Anyway. Yeah. It's a trap. <laughs> it can still be a dumb moment. I yeah. just needed it because I guess, <laughs> like, it can still be written in a better way. I just I think even in the end, they never, even though they kind of described and they, they said she's been doing this forever and all this kind of stuff, they're really, and I know that that's a lot of horror, you don't necessarily have that backstory, but I don't, like, it just seemed, I never really got her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never really got enough backstory to make it, yeah. you know, even in like some of the big horror, you understand Michael Myers, you yeah. understand Freddy Krueger, you know, like, so- what is this back? She's just been doing this for years, and she's like this witch who does th- like. They I, don't really build up the connection between her and Walter. Like, yeah, she was there when he was a kid, but that's okay. Creepy. But why? Yeah, it's I like, saw I didn't soul, like that twist. Yeah, it's like oh, I, I was making out with your dad, and I'm like, I want to make out with you, <laughs> but I'm gonna wait till you're old. That's gross. grooming. It's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's gross. It is though. But I mean, that's my point. Is is, and what about that? Made her be like, that's the one I'm going to. Yeah. I, I, the, the, agree. agree. There's no origin. How about that? There's no yeah. origin story for her. And so because there isn't, and God, do not write one. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, I'm not reading it because I didn't really particularly think her character was that engaging, which I think for the villain, yeah. you want the villain to be engaging. Mm-hmm. You know, the best characters sometimes are the engaging yeah. villains. Think Heath Ledger and the Joker. You know. She's just like a super powered mm-hmm. femme fatale that doesn't mm-hmm. really work. That's just been around yeah. for like centuries. Okay. Eating men. I was like, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yep. I don't know. I, that, that was, that was, that I struggle with that. It's just, they're leaning too much on stereotypes and yeah. tropes. And they just need to move a little bit beyond it. Like, you have to have them in good storytelling sometimes, fine. But you could do better. I just think it was like, you know what? We're just going to throw this woman and we're just going to make her a bad guy. And it's, people are just not going to care. Yeah. All right. And I'm like, okay, if that's what you're doing, do that. But then they start adding some backstory, and they start. So it's like there maybe was a plan at some point. They just never fan- managed to squeeze it in in 517 pages. pages. They couldn't flesh it out. Just a little bit. <laughs> All right. So let's skip that question. If the book were made into a movie, who would play each of the lead characters? Or who would play just one well, of the characters? Brayman is, is Giancarlo Esposito. Okay. Solid. Solid. Um for the woman, I thought of uh, Tatiana Maslany. Love her. Um, but you know, now I'm thinking Jodie Comer. I don't know who that is. It could Killing be multiple Eve. people. Killing <gasps> Eve. Ooh, yeah. The blonde. It, well, it's going to have to be a bunch of people if she looks different that's to other true, people. That's true. That's yeah. true. But th- that's why I thought about Tatiana Maslany, because uh, yeah. Orphan Black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's kind of played that character before. She won an Emmy for it, but she was really good. She was really good. Um, um, I don't know about the evil part, but I know that she could play that 
you know, she they they were good at changing her wigs and making her look different, all that kind of stuff. So she can do the borderline evilly stuff because she was in Perry Mason as oh, a that's right. character, and she that's did right. great in that too. Yeah, so that that's kind of who I thought of. Walter, I mean, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> okay, he's not that old. Well, but, so Walter, but he is because they aged. She kissed him and aged. I, him. Now I'm trying to think of like Clint Eastwood, like with his cane, <laughs> 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 growling like the whole time. I don't know. Walter was such a boring character for me, though. Honestly, he's just a standard. So Mark Harmon. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I can't think of who young Walter would be. Donnie Wahlberg. <gasps> You're a genius. Blue Bloods. He's like, this is the same character with oh like the God, grizzled yes. face and Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie, well, I concur. Donnie Wahlberg. Done. Okay. Who else? <laughs> who else? Uh, do we well, need Nadler I thought of, because I'm actually watching right now something called We Own This City, which is from... Um, the pair who did The Wire, mm-hmm. and Ooh. some of the characters from The Wire, some of the actors mm-hmm. from The Wire are in this. And if you ever notice, they do a lot of they they come these same actors will appear. Mm-hmm. But there's this bigger guy, and then he was like the head of Homicide in The Wire, um, and now he's the police chief in this one. Completely different characters, although it's mm-hmm. both set in Baltimore, so it feels like a sequel, but it's not. I don't know why when they describe Nadler, that's who popped into my head. Do not know the actor. I'm sorry, he's but he's great. But I think it's because I've. He's playing Nadler, the kind of older, mm-hmm. heavy set, you know, but you kind of like him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, it can be any nondescript. Yeah. The guy who played uh, Dirk, and uh, the the two guys in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I was thinking that. That was my person. Scully and uh, Hitchcock. Yeah, Hitchcock One of those and Scully two. could be. Oh, I love yes. it. I love it. Oh, I miss that show. Anyway. It's such a good show. What about, um, what about Red? Oh, I feel like... Who who is it in my brain? He's gotta be D- uh, John Malkovich. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who was playing in my brain. Slightly kooky, mm-hmm. but good actor. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, hmm, I like that. Who who are some of the other characters? <laughs> it's bad that we're like, who are the other people? Okay, so the main ones are like Walter, Lincoln, Seeley. Oh, Red I kept Larson. thinking of um. David Boreanaz for that because he plays Seely Booth in Bones. <laughs> okay. And so every time they said Seely, I was like, oh. That could be him. That could be him. Yeah. It's David Boreanaz. Um, Brayman. We already we, said we Is she not Come on. Uh, who else was there? That's about it, really. <laughs> yeah. Rigby. Rigby. What about Rigby? She was probably a major mm. character. She felt like a Jennifer Beals to me. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have any problem. I honestly didn't have any problem with her. She was fine. Yeah. Like, but she wasn't. Yeah. She was there. Yeah, there. She had she a horrible a finale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I would, I would pick a nice. I don't know. She kind of had like a hero moment though. Mm-hmm. She did. She like she picked did. up that gun and that she did work, but <laughs> she, tried. she did work. Now I'm trying to think of who would play. Um... Uh, the old lady in the, the nursing home. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, who was the f- the funny lady from Nebraska? June Squibb. There yes. we go. Yes, and mm-hmm. then uh, the nun. Who would play the nun? Because they didn't make her seem like she was elderly necessarily. No, just... I kept thinking she was like um, Amy Archer in disguise. Honestly, <gasps> that oh. would have been an excellent I, I plot twist. Well, then she wasn't. And yeah. I was like, oh well, why was she there? <laughs> Well, like she a... had to like um, know, propel to... the scene because the boys weren't doing it. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen in a while. Who's strong on set? Stocker Channing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kind of older. Yeah. Yeah. That has that great voice. Yeah, yeah. that sultry. Yeah. Allison Janney, someone like that. Someone that's like <gasps> Allison Janney, because I the way uh, she was written, 
I just kept thinking that she's undercutting what they're saying, but they don't know it. Yeah. <laughs> so Alice and Janie. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be, I'm not trying to rewrite the West Wing. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Although. You could. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, no, put I'm an evil succubus in the West Wing. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that would be a book. Bradley Whitford could have played one of those like older cop characters. That's all I'm saying. I mean, Martin Sheen could be Walter. <gasps> he could have been the do- yeah, yeah, he could have been Walter. Oh, there did you notice there was another Fraser? Yes. Yes, thank you. I like y'all pick new names. There are like thousands His of names. His character was kind of yeah, he was, a, he was a pat. He was a, ugh. Well, at first he seemed like a good doctor. I was yeah. Then I guess as yeah. he got scared or he was just kind of became a butthead, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's also kind of like, well, I mean, I do get it. all of a sudden you're being swarmed and there's this crazy woman going around eating people and you're kind of like, <laughs> like, like, whoa, Nelly. No, no, like, even after he saw her eat someone, he was like, she's not a supernatural creature kind of thing. It's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of games is he playing at home? I know, I know. So it has to be someone dumb in that role. Uh, like he went out of his way to find Walter O'Brien for Red Larson and then suddenly he just mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the Fraser thing bothered the hump out of me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It really did. I'm wondering if one of them has a Fraser in their life. Probably. Like one of their kids or something is named Fraser. They spelled it different, but yes. Yeah. Maybe they just love, like, you know, Kelsey Grammer. Maybe they do. <laughs> Kelsey I've Grammer. never seen a Niles or a Daphne, though, so they need to, they need to step up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What else you got? Um, so we've sort of already done this, but how would you compare this book to The Noise? Better. Better, yeah. Better plot, better characters. Um, less supernatural, but it worked out. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think they, again, with the noise, it, de- it never felt like they could really figure out how to be conclusive about how to finish that yeah. supernatural component. Yeah. I still go back to that scene where they walk in. It's like the 1960s and lady just kills herself. And oh, they never yeah, explain yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand <laughs> what's going on. So this one I understood start to finish. Again, some of the characters were definitely better. Um it mo- even for 517 pages, it moved so much yeah. faster than yeah. like Agreed. the 400 pages of the noise. So maybe they are getting better. Like I said, they used a Google Doc this time. They improved. They yeah. did improve, yeah. I think this one was more, I think the last one was more J.D. Barker. I think this one was more James Patterson. Did you notice that J.D. Barker's um, biography is not in the back of the book? Yes. <laughs> it's just James Patterson. Yep. Which is interesting. Flat, which is sad. But it does yeah. make me think that, it does make me think, though, that they, they put J.D. Barker in there, but wow, they're really what a true. picture, James. <laughs> Maybe you should be Walter. <laughs> that might be interesting. <laughs> he was in Castle. He played in, as himself, I know. but he was in Castle. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. those poker scenes. Yeah. I also like Castle. See, I like crime yeah. novels. I'm good yeah. with serial kind of a... But this one felt more like a... James, it's like they took a James yeah. Patterson crime novel and they're like, okay, JD, add a the supernatural twist. horror yeah. component. But I think that's why we liked it better because there is a reason why James Patterson is as popular as it is. Has it gotten ridiculous? <laughs> Has it become a machine? <laughs> is it overpowering other people on yeah. charts and stuff? Yeah. yeah. But to also be fair, he supports a lot of a, a lot of authors and a lot of these authors, like JD Barker, like JD Barker. Yeah. A lot of these authors. They then you start to see at least in our library that when their single solo books come out, mm-hmm. you start to see a lot of holds on them because they took the chance. He took the mm-hmm. chance on them. So I don't, I don't. I'm not completely like anti James Patterson, but I do think there's a reason why he became popular. It's because of those well written crime novels. Yeah, this one felt closer to that than mm-hmm. the noise, which I think is why it was more successful. Agree. All right. So we sort of enjoyed the book. We, we certainly enjoyed, enjoyed it more than the noise. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> 
God. It noise. was a page turner. It was definitely a page turner in a good way. The Hard noise, to... I wanted to turn the page to end it. Yeah. <laughs> as Just quickly as humanly possible. Flip through this it. one, I actually was like, okay, I kind of want to know how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I, I don't mind reading books that are kind of, I mean, this, I, I'm not going to like six months from now still be thinking about <laughs> what happened <laughs> after the Black Widow. <laughs> But I flew through it, and I don't fly through books mostly. I mean, I just don't because I don't have time, and I, I, it, it takes a lot of effort for me to sit down and be like, okay, I'm going to read this book. This one, I kind of, it was easy going. I went through it. Sometimes you need that brain candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was it was decent brain candy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts we would like to share about the book? Something we didn't discuss? Probably I'll remember it on my car ride home, but it's okay. <laughs> we'll get a text message later. I forgot to mention. You know it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, she has a uh, an infant <laughs> literally here in the room. She is So there. the fact that we are, uh, first of all, we're super excited to have our Phoebes. Thanks. I'm excited for her to be she, here she's, and out. She's adorable. Yeah. I know you were, you were kind of like, you were like, a, was a, a Rachel and Friends, get out. Get out, get, get out, out, get out, get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but I'm so excited that we were able to restart season two. I this know. Is exciting. Thanks for having me back. What are we reading now? Have we decided? Brain. Yes, we have. Oh, we have. We have. Mm-hmm. Good. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. That's but what... first, to close out this episode of oh. We're Booked Up, I'm going to promote all the amazing fall programming we have planned throughout the system. <gasps> Visit GastonLibrary.org and check out the GCPL calendar of events to see what's happening at your favorite branch this fall. Yeah, that's a really great tool. You can pick your mm-hmm. branch. You can pick your type of program that you mm-hmm. want at each location. It's wonderful. And we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. So I'm excited. All right. That's it for this episode of We're Booked Up. Death of the Black Widow is available in print and online at the NC Digital Library through the Libby app. Let us know what you think of the book and what you think of what we think of the book. Just leave a comment at the off-the-shelf blog at gastonlibrary.blogspot.com or at gastonspeaks.podbean.com. Next month's book,